Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity No wisdom rushing in So much clearer now Getting a little bit higher If I take, I'm getting good Getting a little bit better I'm climbing to the top Never gonna stop I'm getting good, oh Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. Today, I am chatting with Victoria from Levi and Victoria Creative. Very excited to have Victoria on today's episode. So, Victoria, tell everyone, hey, kind of do just a little intro of yourself for anyone that doesn't know you. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Victoria. My husband and I run our creative business together, but I'm the primarily person that specializes in the brand photography, which is... Yeah, what we're going to talk about today. Yes, we are going to talk about that today. I, before we get into the brand stuff, I have a few things I wanted to ask you before, because obviously we got to give the people some context, you know, we got to know who we're talking to. So first, kind of just walk me through kind of how you got started, what you do and like how you got started with that. Um, That would, that would be the first thing that I would love to know. Yeah. So originally I started out just as like a hobbyist photographer um, and then was basically doing every type of photography as I feel like most people kind of start out doing. So I was doing everything from like newborns to weddings to random shoots from extended families, like the most random things. Mm-hmm. Um, my dream was to be a destination wedding photographer as I feel like many people's is. I thought that was the yeah. most romantic job in the world. Um, <laughs> but then as I started actually shooting weddings and getting into the weddings, I realized, okay, maybe this is not the most sustainable job for me. So um, wedding photography was kind of the main thing. That was what I had put all of my energy into doing. But then once I got into that, I realized that emotionally it was just so much for me. Um, And to be every single weekend shooting was Mm -hmm. not ideal. I wanted something a little bit more flexible um, that worked a little bit better for my life. So that's kind of where I started. Um, So I was basically doing wedding photography as my main thing, um, but then realized that, okay, maybe this, maybe this is a little bit too much for me. (laughs) Right. And then for your husband, um, how, how does he play into the business? Like how did that get started then? Yeah, totally. So basically I started the business right before we, um, got married. So we were kind of engaged. Um, I think when I first started, when I first started the business, um, at the time we were under a different business name and everything. Um, and when we got engaged, I was basically like, okay, if we're getting married, you're going to be my second shooter. Like you're, you're coming into this business. Um, (laughs) so then I helped teach him, you know, how to use camera, how to do all the things. Um, so basically from when we got married, he kind of just came in as my second shooter because at the time we were just doing weddings. Um, and then he has just been a very good, like support system behind the scenes, helping with, yeah, helping with shoots, helping with, um, all the back end kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of his role. And even now still today, like I would say that I'm the main kind of person that's doing all of the marketing and the client care and everything with our clients. And then he's doing all of the helping me with all the back end, coming to shoots, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. So yeah. Okay. That's kind of how, cool. how we function. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I, I kind of wanted to talk about that, like husband and wife yeah. duo dynamic for a minute. Yeah. Um, how do you feel like, um, like separate, how do you feel like the separation between like work and personal, like, how do you think that is like between you two and what are some tips for like someone that if, yeah. if someone's in the same scenario, like how yeah. do you kind of balance the two? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So that's been definitely something we've had to figure out, especially like when COVID hit and we had, we were like fully both working from home, like, and seeing each other all the time. Um, but we've definitely had to learn to establish boundaries and what that looks like. I feel like we finally have gotten to a place where we're like at a, we've kind of figured it out. Um, okay. cause for me, I am very much need kind of things to be separate and categorized. Um, whereas Levi is more so like can talk about anything at any time of the day. So an example okay. of that would be like, we'd be like going to bed at night and then Levi would be like, Oh, like, did you respond to that person? Or, Oh, did you see that email that someone sent? And I'm like, my brain just starts like going off in a million directions. And I'm like, yeah, this is not the time of night that I want to start talking about business. So things right. like that, where we've had to be like, okay, probably business talks are not going to happen. Right. As we're going to fall asleep, we need to have mm-hmm. a separate time when we're going to actually talk about things. And when we're just going to talk about our personal life. So something like that would be an example. Um, we've also kind of had to establish, like if I'm putting, if I'm putting my AirPods in, I'm like, don't talk to me. Like I'm, this is my time to work. And same with him too. Like we need to just, or we've learned, I guess, to be able to respect when each other's working, kind of leave them alone, <laughs> let them do their own thing. But right. yeah. Yeah. So that'd be How kind would, of, I guess, the home things. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. How would um someone that wants to get their significant other into their business and they want yeah. that thing? that part of it how would someone do that like I I get dms like all the time where people are (laughs) like I like I know that like Charlie like shoots with you and all this different stuff like how did you get started so I'd be interested to hear like how would you like recommend someone getting that started it's yeah, it's totally. weird to say like you yeah. know it's just weird, well, especially yeah. when you're already together and stuff but like right. I do feel like it's definitely having really clear conversations about what you're wanting your like partner or significant other to do because I feel like it's easy to when as you're as a photographer as a business owner it's really easy to assume that everyone else understands fully what you're doing how to do things the way you would do them but I feel like the more clear that you can be in terms of yeah if you are wanting them to come along and shoot with you for the day or something, or if you're mm-hmm. wanting them to help you with whatever it may be, just being really clear about, okay, this is what my process is. Maybe writing it out even for them. Um, even if that feels weird to like do that for your like yeah. significant other, but even to just be able to write that out and be like, Hey, do you think you're able to do these things? Is there anything that you don't understand or need to explain to you? And just being gracious to with them and um, treating them, I feel like as, maybe someone you'd bring on as a second tutor and not, and trying to think of them like in that way, rather than thinking of them as like your partner in that moment, because mm-hmm. it's a lot easier, obviously to get frustrated with someone that's like, yeah, the person that's closest to you rather than a second tutor that's coming along that you're maybe thinking of as like, you're coming alongside and educating them. So just thinking yeah. of them um, in more so that type of way, giving them grace um, and just being yeah super clear with your expectations for them and making yeah, sure they totally. have all the, all the info they need. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I I think it's, it can get scary to think of the idea of like, oh, I'm going to be working with them. And then also like, 
a lot of people are like, oh, I feel like my clients wouldn't like that. Like, doesn't that feel mm. unprofessional? So yeah. something that I feel like helps with the transition of like, okay, let's say, um, you have a boyfriend or like, yeah. uh, let's say fiance, let's make it a little yeah. bit more serious. Sure. Let's say yeah. fiance. Yeah. Um, let's say you have a fiance who you want to transition into being your second shooter, for example. Yeah. How would you do that? I definitely feel like starting by just being like, okay, one, is this something that they actually want to do? Yes, <laughs> okay, exactly. that's a good part. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. be holding them hostage. Yeah. Um, two, then, okay, they want to do it, but let's say they don't know how to use a camera. Go yeah. out and like train them. Like you yeah. kind of have to flip on flip on the boss switch and then flip off totally. the, the wife switch is what I've noticed. And yeah. I mean, I'm not necessarily Charlie's boss. I mean, I would say when we're shooting, yes, but like when he helps yeah. me with other stuff, it's more just like, I don't know. We're just two friends chilling yeah. and you're just helping me, but you do right. have to start with like starting at the base, training them. And then if you do want them to be your second shooter, maybe having them assist you for a little bit. So hire a second shooter. That's actually going to mm-hmm. work with you and then have your significant other just shooting with you, trying to like, you know, just get used to using a camera. Cause I think like if you just throw them into it, like you are also not providing the best photos for your client either, which is totally, that's not fair to them. So you want to make sure that your significant other is properly trained before you just go set them loose with all the groomsmen, you know, because the groomsmen's usually like the hardest part. So exactly before you just go and throw them into that, like give them some time to like understand and like learn first, you know? Yeah, totally. I feel like also giving them almost like a trial period for both of you of like, okay, let's try this out. Let's go and do come along with me for five shoots or whatever. And then see if you like, like, make sure that you're checking in and asking if they actually enjoy that or if they're like, give them, I guess, permission to, to like back out of that and be like, you know what, honestly, I love you. I love what you're doing, but I don't want to continue shooting with you and be okay with that because otherwise I feel like that's where it can get messy and you don't want your personal, your personal problems coming into the business, especially for, yeah, with your clients being there and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also important just to make sure that, um, it's serious too. Um, which I, I, this, this is tricky territory and that's very personal, but like, you know, you don't want to incorporate your boyfriend you've had for three weeks into your business. Like that's, that's moving too fast just on all levels. Um, and so I think just making sure that like they understand what a commitment it is to be a mm-hmm. second shooter. If they, if they're a photographer previously, like that might be different. I might like, you yeah. know, hire them because it's just like, Oh, they're my second shooter. But yeah. once you start being like, Oh, this is my boyfriend. He works with me. That's yeah. when it's like, okay, like this is like what he's doing is impacting my brand as well. Mm-hmm. So if we do break up, like that could potentially hurt my brand, you know, or like if he does something that like, I don't necessarily, you know, it doesn't work Mm -hmm. great with my experience while he just like screwed my brand over or something. So just making sure that, you know, we're all being wise, you know, we're, we are being wise before we incorporate someone into our business. And that's just in general, like even with, without like significant others, like the people you choose to associate shoot for you and second shoot, you want to, you know, it's that same thing. Like just because yeah. you love them and you're in a relationship with them doesn't mean that they're always going to be the best second shooter for you. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like there's value too. like, even if you really think that you guys want to do that and you want to bring your second shooter or your husband on as, or 
boyfriend on as like your second shooter, you also don't have to start advertising that right away. Like you don't have to start posting about that on Instagram. Like I feel like that can be dangerous too, where if you're kind of advertising yourself as like a package together before you've really decided if that's the route that you want to go down. Um, I know that we waited like a decent amount of time before we changed our name to include both of our names. Cause I was like, I don't, we don't know for sure. Even though we were married and it's not like we were planning on breaking up or anything, but I didn't, we didn't know if we wanted to continue. So I feel like there's also like, you don't have to start branding yourselves as like a couple that shoots together right away. Like you can just right. like keep your, keep your regular business name, bring them along right. for a bit and yeah. then maybe potentially down the road, start advertising that you do it together. But yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um I this is so random but I'm gonna ask you just because I think it's a funny question yeah um ahead. do you and your husband like fight when you guys are like working together shooting together um I feel like I wouldn't there's definitely been moments where before we get somewhere I feel like we have had like we're I am either getting stressed. Usually it's about the shoot. Like I'm getting stressed about the shoot because it's like a big client or like, it's like, I'm really nervous about what it is. I would say, especially more so when we first started shooting together, because we were kind of like figuring out how to shoot together. So then I would get kind of, I'm trying to like get in the zone to shoot. And then he'd be like bringing stuff up. So I feel like definitely beforehand (laughs) we would get in these little things, but then once we got there, we, we had to be like, okay, like we would like have this talk of like, okay, we're here. We need to do the best we can. Like we need to just figure this out and do the best work for our clients. And so I feel like we've never, like there's never been a moment where we've had anything in front of a client. Thank goodness. Um, But I feel like there's sometimes tension beforehand, but it always is like about the dumbest things ever and always gets resolved before we get there. So, right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The reason I ask is because I posted something on my Instagram story and it like, I asked like people if they thought that me and Charlie fought or something while we worked together. And like we we don't. And it, I just like, it's just funny to think about. Like I, even if he was being the most annoying person on the face of the planet, I would not pick a fight ever, 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 ever. Yeah. yeah. Never. I, I'm bringing that up immediately when we get in the car, the car door door closes and you're like, (laughs) are you kidding me? (laughs) Right. But like, yeah, like you said, I always feel like if, if something happens, it's leading up to it, but like maybe here and there while we're shooting, like, I don't know, like Charlie will do something or, you know, just normal marriage things, but I, it never escalates. And it's just like very, like no one would notice, but I think totally the, the good thing about working together with your significant other is you are you have a relationship outside of work. So yeah. you are, you know how to com- conflict, you know, conflict resolution and yeah, like, totally. you know how to communicate with each other. Well, hopefully. Yes. So, you know, all of that translates over to your work dynamic, which honestly is why a lot of people love working with their significant exactly. other, because the dynamic is so good, like, you know, already. So why not yeah. bring it over to the work environment too and really thrive over there too. So yeah. Yeah. Well, and with that too, like, I feel like there's moments like when we are shooting weddings where like, I can just look at Levi, like we look at each other and we, and we don't even need to really say anything. Like he just knows like, okay, she wants me to move here or I need to move Mm -hmm. here. So it is like, you do have that, that kind of catch 22 where your communication is so intertwined that you are able to work really well, um, really well together because you can kind of sense what the other person wants before (laughs) without having to have a full conversation about it. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, let's transition to talking about branding. So, um, I want 
to ask first if someone's listening and wants to get started in brand photography yeah. um what would be some tips or just some advice you'd give someone that wants to get started in brands yeah for sure um so with brand photography i, I would definitely suggest that you just start experimenting shooting with um yeah, different brands. And that can be done in a variety of different ways because you want to make sure that you're building out a good portfolio as you do with wedding photography and everything else. But with brands, um, you can do this in a couple different ways. I would say either just start shooting products that are in your own home. Um, so start experimenting with taking flat lays or just setting things up and taking, taking photos of things you already have. That can be a really easy way to just get started even just today, right at home. Um, and then the second way would be just to reach out to different types of businesses that you would want to work with. Um, I would recommend choosing a few different types, um, just so that you can kind of get to know, um, what different businesses you might want to work with. Um, so you could reach out to something like a coffee shop, a local business owner, um, maybe a bigger, um, corporation. I like to work with people more locally just because it's easier to, show up to somewhere, start shooting right away and not have to go back and forth necessarily with pitching and everything like that, right? When you're first starting. Right. Um, but I would say the portfolio building is obviously going to be the biggest thing and just getting kind of your name out there um, locally okay. is going to be really, really helpful um, mm -hmm. to start. Yeah, totally. So with brand photography, what do yeah. you feel like helped you transition from weddings into brands? Yeah. Like, cause yeah. you, you started with weddings. Yeah. So started with weddings. Um, so I would say that just building out that portfolio initially. So having something up on my website that showed that I was doing not just weddings, I have specifically like a place for, um, brand photography and then just okay. meeting with, I honestly started with other wedding vendors. So wedding vendors that I already had connections with that I'd already worked with on weddings. Um, I reached out to them and asked if they needed updated photos for them themselves rather than normally I'd reach out to vendors and ask, Hey, do you have any couples that want sessions? Yeah. And now I was reaching out and saying, Hey, do you need any photos for yourself? Is there any photos? Like, do you need a new headshot? Cause lots of people like let their headshot go for months and months and years. So I was reaching out to wedding vendors and that was really helpful because um, I really, I already had connections with those people. Um, so it was an easier, kind of an easier bridge to get across. Um, and mm -hmm. then from there, once you're kind of connected to a few people, I feel like it's easier to kind of reach out to others and, um, you kind of build out your network a little bit more. Right. Okay, so okay. that would be kind of the transition, I guess, in terms of, yeah, like wedding brand specific, like, yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to like, the market of brands yeah like brand photography would you say that it's oversaturated or would you say that there's like not a ton of people doing brands like what is your take on that yeah um I think that the industry for brand photography is really undersaturated okay. um for multiple reasons I feel like because of just the rise of I feel like so many people are starting their own businesses nowadays so they're going to need photos for them and also just because of how much content you have to create nowadays um, if you're any type of business, like whether or not you think that you're a content creator or not, like if you own, own a business and you're posting online, like you are a content creator. Um, yeah. so you're going to need, um, really good images to, to support that. So I would say that you could even, there's so much room to even specialize in like a certain type of brand photography, because there are so many businesses out there that just need someone to come alongside them and help them with their brand imagery. Right. Another thing with that is I feel like people, um, used to build these kind of like huge corporations. So they'd have someone in house hired that like just did their 
their brand photography or they just did their lately like marketing type of stuff. Whereas now I feel like people are building smaller businesses and outsourcing or they're even these big corporations are scaling down and they want to just outsource that to someone who knows what they're doing um, and is going to do it really well. So, yeah. So do you, are you on like freelance websites then like Fiverr or anything? Because that's what it sounds like is when corporations are outsourcing, like that's, you know, there are sites where people will try to find like a brand photographer or stuff like that. Totally. I haven't actually joined any like freelance sites. I've just found like enough, like with my connections already, but I could see that that could be a great place. Like for someone who's starting out, um, that, cause like you can kind of list on there and there there's their own search engine and everything on there rather than you're always having to do your own marketing. But, um, I haven't joined any myself. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to what you offer, like what are some of the things that you're offering people? Cause I know like when I think of brand photography, I just know it's so different from weddings and like there, there are just certain things that, you know, wedding photographers include in their packages. And there's like basically Uh, like templates for this is what you should provide for a wedding photographer. So when it comes to brands, what types of things are you providing? What packages do you offer? Like services kind of walk me through that part of your business. Totally. Yeah. So right now I have like three primary different options because I work with different types of businesses. Um, one of them would be just a mini session. So I'm coming on location and it's based, I call it a mini session. I'm still, um, yeah, showing up doing about like 20 minutes of shooting. And then I allow clients to just, um, pay me per image after I go take those photos. So that's kind of my mini session offer. My second one would be a full brand day is what I call it. And that's basically, I'm working for a business. I'm coming in and I'm shooting. I say that I'm going to deliver 90 days worth of content for them. So coming in, shooting all day, I deliver like 250 images to them. And then I also do help them make some reels and TikToks while I'm there. That's been something that I've added to my brand photography packages that I feel like has helped with working with businesses because so many businesses just don't even have an idea, like any clue of how to do that. And that's something that's easy for me to do when I'm already, already showing up there on the day of. Um, And then the last offering that I do would be a subscription package. So that's basically, I'm customizing these ones to each business's need on what they're wanting. Some of them include reels and like short form video. And some of them are just doing just want photos, but that's on a subscription basis. And they can choose if they want that monthly, quarterly, every six months. Um, but yeah, that's a definitely been a, mo- a popular option for businesses that just want regular photos. They don't want to have to think about it. They want to hire someone who's going to kind of do the, the creative direction for them and everything like that. But yeah. yeah, that sounds like a mix between almost like a social media manager. And obviously you're not scheduling the post, but a lot of yeah. managers will create content for brands. So it sounds like you've kind of mixed that with brand photography to create kind of like your own little thing of brand photography, because it's still brands, but it's just a little different than how a normal person would do just brand photography. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. Yeah. And I think that that's just also has been kind of the direction that my business has taken just because of the need that's in my area and the need of the people that I've worked with have just continually asked for those types of services. So I'm like, well, I'm already, I'm already doing all those things. I'm already coming to the shoot. I already know how to do the short form video and everything like that. So it just made sense um, for okay. me to add that, add that on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So something that 
I instantly wonder about when you're talking mm-hmm. about the different packages you offer because you offer like a mini session or like, you know, yeah. if someone just wants a few headshots or you offer like bigger packages. Do you find that you have to book like significantly more because of the fact that some of the packages are smaller? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. do you feel like it's, you're doing more work, but so- like not no, okay, so the way that I have the packages structured is basically that um, when you book, so when someone books a full brand day with me, they're getting full use of all of the images. So with brand photography, it's really important that um, like kind of the commercial use license of the photo, so how the images are going to be used after you deliver them to a client. So yeah. when someone books the full the full thing with me, they don't have to worry about that. That's included in the package. Whereas with the mini sessions, the photos are not included in the package. So it's just for the time for me to show up on the day, like to show up to their place or whatever, take the photos. And then they're okay. paying per image for the photos after. Oh. And that's explained to them ahead of time. That's not something that's like hidden or anything. So right. they can choose to only cho- to buy two photos after their session, but they're paying a lot higher price than would be included in the brand day session. So that's kind okay. of how for me, it's worth it for me to shoot those mini sessions and, come along and do those rather than I don't feel like it's oh I'm doing like this huge day and then I'm doing one that's like costs like five like it's only five percent of the brand day or whatever like I'm still you're still kind of that's kind of balancing out where it is worth it to be able to do that right and a concept that um I use for my packages is pushing people to that middle package or like the yeah yeah that one package that's like this is the the best bang for my buck. And like, this is the perfect thing that I want. And it mm-hmm. sounds like you have the same structure where you have the mini session, which isn't always going to be the best fit for everyone. And then you're this other session is like, well, you get it all. And like, exactly. You're, you would get a better deal with like paying for the rights for everything. So it's like that, yeah. that kind of sounds like that's what you have totally. set up, which is good. And I feel like it also helps the client be able to see the value of that kind of commercial use license, see the value of like what they're getting from the package where it's like, okay, if I'm going to pay this much per image, then this package is so worth it because this package includes everything. So I feel like it helps even to have those conversations with clients where I'm, they're asking, cause most clients are going to ask, well, what's the, like, does it matter if I book the mini session? Like, why would I not just book a mini session? Cause a mini session sounds like it's going to be you know, they assume that it's going to be like the best deal ever, but yeah, I feel like it has pushed kind of most more people to book that full brand day rather than not having that package there. Right. So let's talk about supplies and shooting because okay, yeah. here, hearing branding, hearing about product photography, I think like that you just need to be a little bit more prepared for like certain things. So for like supplies and shooting, what are some tips or like things that you must bring along with you or mm-hmm. tips for like how to shoot it, shoot products or people specifically, like just kind of just give me, just throw a bunch of things that you think would throw be helpful out there. Okay. Okay. Well, I, one thing that I guess this isn't technically a, like a gear item, but I always like to have a physical copy of like a mood board and a shot list before I come to a session, which is very different than when I come to a portrait session or I come to a wedding, you're just kind of shooting the things that are in front of you. But for a brand session, I like to have that kind of organized ahead of time so that me and the client can both see it. That's why I like to print it out. So, because we're both working off of it together. 
So I have that printed out with me. Um, I like to bring along some flat lay boards. So those honestly for even now still, I just will bring plain sheets of like poster paper along with me just so that if I'm going somewhere where there's not going to be a white surface or if they want, sometimes I do white, sometimes I do black, just a plain surface to shoot on. Um, so I always bring one of those. And then I usually I will bring a, um, like a paper roll and a stand. So, because I find that most people are wanting, even though I'm, I would say that brand photography has moved away from like the old school headshot. I still feel like people like like a nice clean headshot. Um, even with, you know, the way things are. So bring that along. So paper roll and a stand. And then otherwise everything else I feel like is kind of depends on the session and depends on the client. I really, um, when I was first starting out, I didn't have a lot of like props or a lot of things that I would bring along. I would ask the client to provide most of them. And that was just because I didn't have, like when I was first starting, I didn't have a kind of an established um, set of like props or things that I used. Now I do have a few things like mirrors are really fun to shoot with, like pieces of glass, pieces of tile, like just small random things that add texture is always good. Pieces of silk, like things like that. But I feel like as long as that's communicated to the client ahead of time, like the things that you are bringing, the things that you're not bringing, I feel like it's totally fine to not have like a huge collection of stuff to get started. Okay, cool. And then what um, lens do you find that you are using for these types of shoots? Um, So I will use, honestly, I still just love my 35 um, millimeter, um, which is what I usually use for weddings too. And I still love it for brand sessions. Um, I honestly haven't switched my gear that much since shooting weddings. I feel like I still go towards the same, yeah, same gear. So my 35, my 50, um, we have a 24 to 70, which I'll sometimes use for, um, products if I want to do like a nice big wide kind of like flat lay or something like that. But yeah, I would say that my gear is pretty much the same, especially because lots of the brands that I'm working with are very people focused and people orientated. So I'm still taking a decent amount of photos of people rather than, just products. products. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was going to say like, I feel like if you get into just products, you probably are going to want more oh, of like yeah. the macro type totally. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to get a macro lens, but I feel like because most of my clients are very, yeah, are very people orientated or I'm taking photos of products, but they're more so like in use, like someone using them or the lifestyle side, I feel like it's not the biggest priority right now. So yeah. 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 Okay. So you mentioned a mood board and I'd be interested to hear like what is your process from like when someone says, okay, I want to book this with you. What is your process from booking to doing the shoot with like communication? Like what do you send Mm -hmm. them? How do you prep them? And like, what does that look like so that you can get like the best result at the shoot? Yeah. Yeah. So with brand photography, I tell every single client that the most important thing is the planning process because yeah, on a wedding, you're showing up and whatever happens on that day, you just need to make sure that you're doing the best job possible capturing those things. But when you come to when it comes to a brand shoot, you do have a lot more control over the situation. And you also these photos are going to be used for someone's business, someone that they've most likely put so much time and energy and money into investing in their business, investing into you. So you want to make sure that your client is super happy with those images and the way that that gets across is by really good communication and planning. So um, I tell that to each one of my clients and I just make sure that they know that the planning part is going to be probably, yeah, 
probably a longer process than they expect, but that's what's going to make really good images. So along with that, I send quite an extensive questionnaire and the questionnaire asks things like what their goals are for their business, like really specific things, even about their business that you might not think have to do with photography. But the reason Mm -hmm. that I ask those questions and get really um, intentional with them about what they want their brand to be like is because as much as it, as nice as it is to deliver beautiful images, you want to make sure that those images are also going to have some strategy behind them. They're going to be able to use them on all the different social platforms they're using that if they have an Etsy shop that you're making sure that the photos are going to look good for Etsy's sizing and different things like that. So getting really strategic with them. I also send out um, in my questionnaire, like different options for, I have kind of like six different um, styles of photography that Um, or different types of brand photography and I have them choose like which one they're most drawn to I have them go through different colors like so very extensive questions for them ahead of time just so that okay I have all the information they need they kind of understand that like um, the importance of these photos I also in that um, in that questionnaire I get them to explain to me Um, kind of photos that they are really drawn to so they don't have to necessarily be photos of mine but just photos on the internet that they really feel are drawn they're drawn to on their brand and then photos that they do not resonate with so maybe brands that they are like this brand we want to do the opposite of this and that helps too for them to do that rather than for me to just be like go onto Pinterest and be like hey this is a Pinterest board I think you would like like I try to get them to as much as possible um, give me that information through prompting them through asking them really good questions Um, So that's kind of the initial big kind of planning thing that they, I will get them to do for me. Once I have all that information, then I will begin crafting um, through the photos they've given me, through the colors they've given me. I will craft a shot list and a mood board for them. Okay. And then that gets sent to them prior to our photo shoot, like a decent amount, um, like usually hopefully two weeks before our shoot. Then they will approve that um, and let me know, yep, this is exactly on board with what we're thinking or, okay. oh, maybe not. Like, let's, I don't really love this image. Like, can we adjust these shots? Like, and they will give me feedback on that until we have a finalized approved mood board from both both ends. We're both on the same page. And then from there, um, we can start shooting. So that's kind of the, like, leading up to the shoot. I will also have a, um, like, call with them ahead of time as well to just chat with them Um sometimes in person, sometimes over Zoom, just chat with them, make sure that we're on the same page. Um, I'll ask them like if they've had any experiences with other photographers, that they, whether they're good or bad, we can talk about that. We'll talk about outfits. We'll talk about props. Like, And I can help too. Like, I will um, assist them if they need me to help them find like props or things. I often yeah. will get them to, I'll send them links and stuff of like, oh, here, like here's some ideas of things you could purchase ahead of time. But that's yeah. kind of leading up to the shoot. Um, all okay. of the things that come along with that and yeah. then shoot day. Yeah. Right. So it sounds like you are very organized and you have this whole system in place. What are you using organization wise? Like what tools do you use to, you know, send your questionnaires and like make yep. sure that things get communicated on time and like, what are your tools and softwares that you like to use? Yeah. So I will do everything through HoneyBook and hey. every, yeah. You know it. Okay. So, and I'll always make sure that like, even if someone inquires on Instagram and we're kind of like chatting back and forth, like someone, sometimes people will like DM me if I'm like posting about availability or something, I always still get them, like direct them to fill out the inquiry form because there's so many valuable questions on my inquiry form right from the beginning. So I always try to direct them there because once they fill out the inquiry form, then they're in my honey book and then I can actually 
make sure that they're going through the whole process and everything stays really organized. So HoneyBook saved my life, the best thing ever. Um, And then other than that, I use just like Pinterest and Canva for making the mood board and everything like that. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Canva's Canva's a really cool tool. I feel like for brands just in general, Canva is the way to go. And Pinterest, like pairing those two is it's unstoppable. Like design wise, like all the vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So I want to ask you, um, if there were like, I don't know, like things that you could tell a beginner brand photographer or like things that you wish you would have known getting into this, like what, what are some things that you would say? Okay. Well, I feel like the biggest thing is to just make sure that you're charging the right amount. And I think that with brand photography, you can start charging a higher price a lot quicker than you can with other types of photography. And I'll give an example of why. So when I first started doing brand photography, I did a lot of my sessions for free or for really, really cheap because I was starting out and I did, that did need to happen. It was my portfolio building process. However, Still to this day, like five, six years later, these businesses are still using those initial images that I shot for them. And they've been profiting off of those images for the past five years. Not that they're necessarily making money off of my work, but it's the fact that like they still have them on their website. They're still making money. That's their like main header photos or their photos on their Instagram. So thinking about that from a um, photographer perspective, if you're only charging $100 for an image or $100 for a session or $200 for a session. And then that company is using your images to make thousands and thousands of dollars off of the products that they're selling through that or thousands of dollars off of the services. Um, that's a, that's a big, like they're getting a really, really good, really good deal. So I would say that, um, you can start charging for your licensing and for doing a brand session higher a lot more quickly than you probably think because these businesses are making a good amount of money. Obviously you need to take an account like what type of business it is. And, um, but I would just say, make sure that you're charging the right amount and not undervaluing your work. Right. Okay. And if you don't mind me asking, yeah. because you know, we're transparent over here. Totally. What yeah. are your prices like in kind of, how did you come up with those yeah. numbers? Um, so my prices are varied based on diff- the different businesses. So when it comes to commercial licensing, I will start like kind of my base it, where I would start would be like $150 per image. So okay. that's like what I would be charging for when I'm doing those mini sessions. I'm charging $150 per image for okay. a commercial use license. And to know that that's not, you're, you still own your image when you're doing that. You still own it. You still have the full like intellectual property rights over it. You're just giving that company permission to be able to use those images on their advertising. Um, the higher end of things I've worked with businesses where I've been charged, like I've charged them $550 per image. And that's just because they have, they're a bigger business. They have, are using it for more things. They're using it across platforms that have like tens of thousands of followers rather than a company that only has a hundred followers or something like that. So that's kind of the range, but I would also say that range is also very, very depending on where you live depending on the brand that you're working with. So I feel like that okay. there's a huge range there with that. Yeah. And then per, for the package price, cause yeah. you have, you s- said like the mini session, you're just paying for the time. Yeah. Like what, and then what's the price of your, the branding session that you were talking about? That's like everything's so, included. Yeah. So my main session, my brand day session is $3,000. And so okay. that's for 
a Dang, pop off. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it is crazy because that's like what I was making when, when I would shoot one wedding day, that's what I would yeah. make. So it's crazy to be able to do that for on a brand and it's on a weekday and it's not taking up my whole weekend. Like it's definitely been a whole different experience doing that. And right. cool to see that you can actually financially still support yourself with just doing that. Okay. And then what about the mini session? Um, so the mini session, I do 200 for just to come and then 150 per image. And I've never had someone book less than like buy just one image. So okay. it's pay up for me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Cause I feel like once people see the photos, they're like, Oh, okay. I'm going to get these. Like, right. Yeah. You're like, these are good. This is good stuff. Like you're going to want, you're going to want these for well, sure. Yeah, once people see a photo of themselves that looks good, they're like, okay. Yeah. I'll it's buy. true. And yeah. it's like, it's so funny because it's like, whenever you get professional photos done, like whenever you see the results, it's always like, wow, like oh, I just was yeah. not expecting that, especially if you're, you know, your photos are good. It's like, oh my gosh, like, and you, you know, you take the time to make them look good and make sure that the pose is good. And maybe you do retouches and stuff like, it's just, it's so powerful. Like what a good image, like how it makes someone feel about themselves. And totally. like that, that is worth the money that you're charging. Like that yeah. feeling that you're giving someone is worth it, you know? Yeah. Well, and especially too, because lots of people, I would say that I'll be the first person that they kind of hired, the first person they've hired ever to do photos for their brand. So then it's so cool to see the kind of the emotional side of them being like, this is my business that I've been building for so long. And they kind of finally see the images, the images really just, I feel like make everything feel real. So it's so cool to be able to see that and do that for people. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Well, um, this is a question that I've been asking, um, recently on my podcast at the end of my episodes. So I wanted to ask just from your experience in photography, it could be wedding, could be branding, literally whatever. What is like the craziest or funniest story that you have that like, you always tell people like, you'll never believe what happened at this session or event that, um, you would be comfortable sharing? So I had this wedding when I was first starting. So I didn't really, I didn't really know what to expect from weddings. It was one of my first ones and I show up to the wedding day and there's definitely tension happening in the, I walk into the bridal suite and there's just people everywhere and there's tension. Like you can just feel it in the air. One of those days you can just feel it in the air. And so then I get in there. I'm in there for half an hour taking photos, whatever. And then suddenly, like, the bride just starts being like, okay, everyone out. Like, everyone out. Everyone needs to get out of this room. And we're like, okay, sounds good. So people start, like, leaving. Obviously, the bride's really stressed and needs some space. We start leaving, but then she's like, oh, no, Victoria, like, you stay. And oh. I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, okay. So then she wanted me to stay with her, which was fine. And it was great. Like, her and I got on, got along great. But then for the rest of the day, it was kind of this weird thing because everyone, the bride was with me for the most of the day, but didn't want to talk to any of the bridesmaids, didn't want to talk to any of her family. I never really knew what was going on, but it was this weird dynamic where oh my gosh, I was with the bride, chilling with the bride. And then everyone else was, didn't want to talk to me because I was with just with her. So anyways, that was my... Yeah. And you never found out like why she was being like that? No, I don't know. Like I was like, is everything okay? She's like, oh, just, it's just a, just one of those days. So I'm assuming that something must have happened, but like, obviously I think she also probably, like, she probably doesn't want to get into it on her wedding morning with me. So I was just, just trying to make the best experience possible for her. So my question is how did photos with the bridal party go then? Weird. Very weird. 
because so basically because basically it was like she wanted to still take photos and she wanted everyone to be in the photos but you could definitely tell there was like tension but they all just smiled and pretended everything was okay but okay. I want, I'm so curious though like I have not been in communication with them in forever but like I'm so curious if they like when she looks at those photos like is she like oh look at me and my bridesmaids like so fun right. or is it like oh yeah I remember that we had like something happened oh i'm sure she remembers that that is so so interesting yeah Yeah. and it it, that goes to show that like people really trust their vendors you know yeah or or it could been like there's no one left except my wedding photographer (laughs) my wedding photographer has no idea who's not gonna take sides who's just gonna yeah and like i'm not this person to to be here so they're they're they have to be on my side type of thing that that's like a sticky situation because i obviously we follow around like as wedding photographers like i follow around my couple all day long so if something like i don't know if something were to happen i would always side with my couple even like you know how sometimes on like a wedding day a mom will get mad or something i'm always like mom's fault not your fault yeah Yeah, don't worry about that But like in reality, it's like, is there something else happening? And in that case, maybe there was, who knows? Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. It was definitely one of those situations where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll back away. And then it was like, okay, no, I'm just here. <laughs> We're just going right. That is so funny. Well, that was a good one. I Thank you for sharing that. Of course, um, of course. I appreciate everything you said in this episode. I think brand photography is something that a lot of people are definitely interested in. And I feel like mm-hmm. afraid to get into. So, um, I think this episode is going to be really, really helpful for anyone interested in that. So I would love for you to share where people can find and follow you. Um, yeah, just tell, tell everyone the, yeah. So my username is Levi and Victoria creative, and that's on Instagram and on TikTok. And those are the two places that we post regularly. Awesome. Cool. And yeah, that will be linked in the description as well in case ever anyone wants to go find that. But thank you again, Victoria, for coming on today's episode. It was so great hearing from you and so great meeting you. Expose my mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shudders. Capture the moment or keep my sanity. The wisdom rushing in. So much clearer now Getting a little bit higher With every step I take I'm getting good Getting a little bit better I'm climbing to the top Never gonna stop I'm getting good